not the man with the bowler hat. I'm the man in the cowboy hat. And then other times I'm the man in the tan jacket. And then other times I'm the man in the yellow hat and I have to fight uh, everybody to save uh, Curious George. Anyway, uh, that's how that book went. (laughs) (laughs) I have to (laughs) wait. So, I I mean, it's been a while since I've read Curious George. So (laughs) uh, forgive me if I'm misremembering this correctly, but according to you, (laughs) <laughs> the 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 uh what happens in the books is that curious george gets into trouble and then the man in the yellow hat goes around beating up random strangers and get in his way so he can protect the monkey i kind of like the idea that he would just arbitrarily fight people no matter what the problem is like oh curious george ate a puzzle piece and got sick because he was a dumb ape and what does he do to cure him he goes out in the street and just starts picking fights with random. <laughs> could, could you imagine if they made curious george into an action film oh. and it, like and it's like this summer <laughs> the book that inspired your your childhood is about to hit theaters in a new way. Curious George. <laughs> the man in the yellow hat. I'm, oh my god. Now this, the... He's he's traded in his banana for a gun. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of the trailer for it. The teaser trailer for it is literally just the man in the yellow hat coming in like the opening scene from uh what's that movie with the fucking amazing long shot fight choreography oh, then. Oh god, Ongbok. So he comes in like the beginning of Ongbok and just fights his way through everything, but at the end instead of going, "Where's my elephant?" he goes, "Where's my George?" <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to under <laughs> under George analysis. Under, under George. George analysis. Well, I mean, look, I didn't realize we we switched the programming to OnlyFans, but okay, I'm into it. Well, look, we've already established how, uh, you know, we've got at least one part of the cult of George Kennedy here. So, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah! Isn't that, see, I turned it, I called it back. Yeah. Can't say we don't do that did here. We, did here. we talk about the, the cult of George Kennedy on this show? Like, do, is this, is, I, is are I, people I aware? Think, I think, um, I, I I believe Alan has brought it up at some point. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a recurring theme. Uh, Rose Loki, it, it's it's you, uh, it's you, Alan Neruli, and and Brian. Yeah, are all the cult of George Kennedy, and you all mm-hmm. have George Kennedy's T-shirts, and it's we have, wild. We have matching George Kennedy, beautifully <laughs> hand drawn uh, picture of George Kennedy's just voluptuous beautiful face voluptuous i don't think i've ever heard a face described as voluptuous before (laughs) that's something else it's 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 supple it's well shaped uh i just uh want to kiss it (laughs) well as we established unfortunately this is not a thing we can do anymore but you know tragedy because he's he's real tragedy yeah Speaking of dead on arrival, what are we reading? Well, oh uh, shit, that's a good question. I, I probably should introduce ourselves. I mean, most people who listen to this know who we are, but just for the occasional odd man or woman or person out joining us, hello, I'm David King. I am the host and creator and lord and master of Undercooked Analysis, a podcast which takes literary treatments that are sent to us and short stories and things like that and puts them to completely off the top of the dome scrutiny and 
mostly tells dumb jokes and uh, creates cults to George Kennedy on accident. Um, and with me over here is my co-host, Kayla. Hello. And we also have Benjamin. You mean you mean Curious George? We have Curious George Kennedy Benjamin me, Spiegel. Codename Curious George. <laughs> Codename Curious George. Codename Curious George is pretty good, actually. That's the title of it. <laughs> That's the title of this movie now. Oh uh, my God. Co- <laughs> codename Codename Curious George is like just the worst spy flick ever made. <laughs> I, I'm kind of, you know, honestly. This time he's not mucking around. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, so I was trying to, I was like, I need a good like tagline for this, but I couldn't think of any until now. This summer, the man in the yellow hat goes a. Someone threw a monkey wrench into his plans. <laughs> Mine was like uh, just like such a big stretch, but it it, it brought me a smile. So. It's, no, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> now he's going deep in the jungle. <laughs> He'll be giving his foes something to think about. <laughs> this is he's, terrible. He's he. <laughs> He's gonna be throwing his shit at people. There's no pun there. It's just funny I'm to think so about it. Just a monkey <laughs> throwing poo at people. Oh, my voice just. This is like you know what? Now this is like this is like. I now. Oh my god! The other thing this could this could be like John Wick. Oh my god! Oh no! Curious oh, <laughs> George died because he ate a puzzle piece. Someone, <laughs> see, someone see, died of a puzzle was, piece. I was thinking it was the reverse where the man in the yellow hat like gets cancer or whatever or or he gets killed by the the people and then Curious George goes out on his revenge quest. I like that version. It's like that parody video that's out there. It's like what it, John Wick, but if John Wick died and the dog vowed revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah, best version of it. It's Curious George named Curious George. Yeah. He's just and- it's just this, like, digital monkey going around beating the shit out of people. <laughs> and, like, you just, like, get little subtitles where he's like, oh, ah, ah. yeah, I think I'm back. That's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Curious George gets dubbed over by, by Keanu Reeves. Oh, my yes. fucking God. Yes. Hell, yeah. Yes. I've decided we're not going to read a story anymore. We're just going to keep pitching this we idea. We are going this is to good. write Curious George, John Wick. I am first. I am so sorry, Daniel. Mm. I am so anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. As you, as you can tell, we are just experts in our fields, and we can we can we can turn anything. We can turn a piece of shit into gold. So you should take everything we say extremely seriously. That's a, yes, exactly. That's how you know we do a good podcast here. In fact, this is why people are confident in sending us their stories and writing. In this case. We're actually getting something that has been previously published, but has been presented to us with permission. Yeah. Oh, yes. like published online, or is this like a like we got a little novella that we? Uh, <laughs> that's it's a little. Published? It's a little little short story, actually. It's actually fairly fairly short. It's I think about okay, a thousand it's... words. Oh. Uh, and this was sent to us by uh, among a few other stories by uh, Urkelbot six six six, aka Daniel Scammel. Hey, Daniel. Hi. He's a frequent listener of uh, our other podcast, Darkly Lit. Yeah, I'm going to 
I'm going to throw that uh, oh, little, yeah. like, little plug in there. He's champion and <laughs> sends us a lot of good feedback and, and, and is one of the people who, who just just poses questions and even did a recording for us one time. Yeah. But this is a story that, according to, uh, to him, he previously submitted to uh, a short story competition, uh, seventh place magazine. It's, and according, all he said was story about life and meat. Now, the magazine is called the Molotov Cocktail Literary Magazine, and I figure it's very important we give credit to the magazine since we are reading uh, from it. And it looks like it's got a lot of fun flash fiction and and stuff like that. So we're going to be reading a flash fiction piece called Heard. You heard? You heard? With purred? I can't remember which which Animal Crossing character has it as their catchphrase, but you heard? You heard? Oh, yeah, yeah. They all have like their own like little like idiosyncrasies or is 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 idioms aren't something where like you have like a recurring phrase right like that's just like kind of your persona or something. Uh yeah yeah uh, I think I mm, 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 Mm. my my brain I kind of mentioned this in the drags but I part of the reason I apologize by the way for this episode coming out kind of late than normal but I am fried Mm. uh and not because I've been I've had like four straight days of a certain specific kind of work I do at the theme park where um, it just took a lot out of me. It is so exhausting. It's it took, very exhausting, it, but I get, it took I get a lot out of him because he's, he's just tired of giving blow jobs behind. <laughs> yes. 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 Benjamin. Yes. I'm so tired of giving <laughs> boy is my mouth tired. I get, I get yes, because I apparently get paid to do this by a large corporate theme park chain. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd I mean, be really good at that. that. Job too. <laughs> Doesn't a, a large corporation also pay you to suck dick? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's called uh, uh, grade A work. Where I, where I come from, and where I come from is the, the, the. The the place where where I I I suck dick of famous cartoon characters. Hey, speaking of famous cartoon characters, how about Bob Chapek leaving the company? Oh, oh my god, that's pretty. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty wild. Yep, uh, you you looks like you get old, old Bobby Iger back. But yeah, but but Bobby Iger, he's subbing in Bobby Iger, stepping up to the plate. He's gonna he's gonna come in. We threw him a couple fastballs, but he's letting the first two pitches go by. And when the third one comes, who knows where it's gonna go? Is it gonna go out of the park? Is it gonna? <laughs> is it someone gonna catch it? I don't know. He's just literally just gonna do a pop fly and then run away. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What's that? Look! Look! Oh! Oh! It's Bob Iger with a metal chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh no and uh, unexpectedly michael eisner has come in <laughs> oh my god oh my god weirdest tag team i i kind of want to i don't know how to feel so, so what is that uh that wwe game or whatever oh uh the one the 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 two like what's the most recent like 2k22 something like that you just make your own wrestlers yeah do yeah. someone do that with there's them. a lot that do that but that would be really funny That'd yeah just just all the like different like ceos and presidents of disney also yeah, every all of them that have existed at very what if, what you if can this... get... sorry sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead no it's okay i was gonna say just get you'll have like like you could have like jets jeffrey katzenberg versus oh. uh 
Michael Eisner versus Roy E. Disney versus uh, oh god yeah well anyway we could sorry we should read Dan's story honestly well real, real quick I just want to I just want to say one, one other thing is that I just think it'd be funny if like what if they just kept like subbing in like former uh you know former CEOs Whereas just like and like a fucking uh, Bob Iger is like and now I I I appoint my my uh my follow up to be Michael Eisner and then like Michael Eisner like submits the the like you know the the previous person until it gets all the way back to like Walt Disney's corpse. <laughs> oh my God! It's the head of Walt Disney. Gonna, that's right. Thaw him out. This is how how I will reveal myself. <laughs> Yeah, I like how he talks like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he talks. I mean, he was a chain smoker. He, he was, yeah. His, his like I read a biography on Walt Disney. His fingers were calcified from how much he smoked. Were they? Oh. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. He smoked the, he he smoked like a fucking chimney. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's he had to have. Well, that's Jeez. why he loved chimney sweeps so much. He did. Ah, uh, I bet he wishes they could have swept him out. That's, that was the Swept one. Out that was the one unrealistic. I mean, there's a bunch of unrealistic parts in um, uh, Saving Mr. Banks, but oh, they're talking about Mary Poppins, and I'm like, that, uh, that that's the understatement of the century. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, in Saving Mr. Banks, where um, he says, "Sorry, I don't like people smoking." I'm like, "Excuse me." <laughs> yeah. I'm Walter. sorry, Walter. Walter, shut the fuck up! They're like, do you know how you know? There's like those pictures where you see Walt pointing at shit, and they are clearly erased the cigarette out of his yeah. hands. It's well, yeah. it's called the it's called the Disney point. They make everyone who works in the park point with two fingers. I yeah. love, yeah, yeah, I, I love oh, that no, idea. I, I know I was forced to do that when I worked. At oh Disney shit! World. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to <laughs> try and explain something to you that you already knew. <laughs> Not only, actually, this is what they told us. They said, you can point with two fingers or you can point with your whole hand. Don't do one. Because they said, uh, they said the reason for it is because one finger may offend people. It might be offensive in certain countries. So that's why we do two. And I'm like, huh, okay. Or we do, you could do four fingers as well. I do like the idea, though, that the reason you point with two fingers is not because it's polite, but because you have to emulate the way Walt pointed with a cigarette between his fingers. They told us. No, but I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they told us it was due to politeness. We don't need, we don't want any to offend anyone because apparently pointing with one finger could be seen as extremely offensive in right. some countries. Right. No, I'm just saying hypothetically, wouldn't it be funny if the it's real reason it's, was because actually the real reason? Let's be honest here is we have to point like Walt because Walt had a cigarette and you should all have cigarettes. This is actually big tobacco propaganda. Honestly, yeah, let's let let's bring back smoking as a as a regular thing that people do on airplanes and in front of babies. Hell no. Let's I, get I, let, let's I, get I, back smoking so much your fingers calcify. Yeah, <laughs> I have developed I have developed a cigarette allergy over the years. Like anytime I'm around cigarette smoking, I'm like suddenly coughing and like I and like I my nose gets stuffed up and I'm starting to hurt my hurt and I'm like this sucks. Oh God, this sucks! So please, no, stop smoking. Don't like people, stop smoking. I can't handle it anymore. I want to go to. If I, not for your sake, for Kayla's sake. Yeah, do it for me. Fuck do you. It fuck, for fuck your health. Do it. For I got. Me. I, I I got like a sympathy cough just from from hearing that. Yeah, I noticed you were yeah. like you're kind of like just 
off in the distance, like, and and several lungs came which, out. Which is funny. It's it's really just cigarette smoke. I'm fine. Like, uh, weed smoke is to- absolutely fine. Yeah. So is uh, and surprisingly, cigars hasn't was hasn't been an issue for me. Really? It's yeah. yeah. Cigarettes is the is usually the one that. Yeah. It's it only me. cigarettes, like even like like asbestos and like house fires, like you're completely <laughs> fine. Oh no, I I also have a dust allergy and all that, but that, that's here. Okay, anyway, story. Yeah, story time. Oh, yeah. Oh. This, is, this is what happened when what happens when we get Benjamin. Uh, yeah, but also Sorry. it's fair because again, this is a pretty short story. We'll see how much we can. And again, this has already been published. It got Gordon Dan got seventh place in this in this contest. Congratulations, it's a writing challenge. So. uh here we are on the Molotov cocktail. Co- 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 the Molotov cocktail. Yes. The Mol- Good job. Cock! The cocktail. Anyway, this is Heard, and I will start. Okay. Because I can. The rippling heaps of flesh are halfway across the parking lot when I get to work. The news said we had three weeks before the meat sprawl reached this part of the city. They said the spillways and razor netting would divert it against the, again this year. But here it is, lashed onto the blacktop and gnawing at the landscape outside the restaurant. I park across the lot and hop oh. and hope the cleanup crew are here soon to scrape away the writhing mounds of meat, bone, teeth, and hair before I have to move my cousin's neon across the street. My ride got repoed. Oh, mm. interesting. This is a present point, uh, present tense. Yeah, and we are immediately in a weird scenario yeah this is great i mean this doesn't happen to you every day what i gotta wait for the meat truck to move the piles of meat out of the street look i know burbank is a far cry from like you know the rest of everything but you know it's a nightmare hellhole it's like (laughs) living in in a freaking kafka novel (laughs) god damn you're like cronenberg this one Could you imagine if it, it, um, that's basically the premise of Metamorphosis is that it's the beginning of an apocalypse. It's just, <laughs> this, is oh. the fir- this is the first person to actually become a vermin and then it just- Slowly like, everybody's becoming vermin. Yeah. Mm, mm. Gregor Samsa is the first person, is <laughs> patient zero. Mm. Damn. Um, I, uh, the, 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 this, this disturbs me. <laughs> yeah, already this is pretty- Oh man, I'm curious. Like, the why, why, why is there a meat sprawl? Why is this happening? I, we'll see if we find out. Okay, Robin Jose called out Jenna. The hostess tells me as I clock in, I can have the girls help when there's time, but we've got tons of reservations. Another day in paradise. Mm. Love it. Uh, heard I say walking back to the kitchen. I wish I could call out too. Rent, child support, fucking gabapentin script. What the hell is a Gaba Pendant script? Now I gotta look this up. <laughs> yeah, I know. We we gotta do research. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm just 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 because I I only had one sentence. I'm gonna read this next one. And it says, "Oh, it's it's a, it's a dr- it's a drug for um anxiety, or it can also treat seizures and pain caused by shingles." Oh, not oh. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, go ahead, so Benjamin. Got, wait. Why why is it Gaba Pendant script? Like uh, like a uh, um like a script like your uh, I think it's in like another word for prescription. Oh okay, gotcha. Like prescription slang. Yeah. Mm. So I'll clearly, I'll... go ahead. Go ahead. No. No. no! Fuck no! you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Did you read the bit? Uh, no, I haven't. Read it. All right. So this is this is the the next line says. 
I need this job. Sounds like it. I, yeah. I already like the voice. Yeah. I think this is good. This could be fun. There's already a mountain of dishes in the wash station. I start loading a rack of plates when Chef shouts for me from the line, Carlos, floor drain's backed up in the ladies' room. Gonna need you to shop vac it. Heard, I call. With one rack loaded, I trudge to the prep room closet and get the vacuum. Patrons stare as I log the machine to the restroom. There's cloudy water pooled on the bathroom floor and more bubbling up from the drain. Ooh. I suck up the shitty water and my shirt pulled up over my nose, then carry the vac to the parking lot and dump it. The greasy, jittering sprawl covers half the parking spaces now. I move the neon... Oh, the car. Across the street and sit in the driver's seat, thinking I should go home. Would Clara get another warrant if I missed my payment? Maybe I can get sample packs from the doctor, pulling up, filing my script. Fuck, I need this job. I love how, like, casual this is when there's some sort of eldritch horror slowly creeping across the expanse of the blacktop. Mm. Like, that's this is fun. That's fun. I'm, and I, it's, it's like... <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. I, I mean, I, I've been here where, like, it's like, God, I, can't, I don't want to be at this job. Do is can, can I get away with leaving? No. How would this affect my life? Fuck, I, I yeah, I've I've definitely been in the the same scenario too. Like working working like you know like a nine to five at some restaurant and some like eldritch abomination like walks in like five minutes before you close. It's like I'm like fuck. I just wanted to go home. <laughs> I mean, I get start, stopped by eldritch abominations all the time. I don't understand why. Are you married one? Yeah, no, I married an eldritch abomination. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um, where's where's the state crew? I asked Jenna as I re-enter the restaurant. They said three o'clock. Heard. <laughs> Lunch is slammed. People want to go uh, get home before the crew uh, closes rows to pry up the beat and cart it away in dump trucks. I wish Chef would just close up. This character has only said heard to other people. So, uh, oh wait, he says other stuff later on. Okay. Yeah, so this this is Carlos, I guess. Yes. He's our main character. Yeah, well, he also said, "Where's the state crew?" That's that that that's a that's oh a yeah okay yeah. But yeah, this is a, I could see that being like a phrase. At like, um, I haven't known to say that saying the word heard during like uh like while working but yeah. i could see it being like a phrase like okay got it it's an interesting expression if there's just someone just being like yeah heard heard, heard like well, you know i get you it's like it's, it's like the i have spoken i have <laughs> <laughs> heard i would love it if now this character was played by the ugnaught guy oh, from by freaking nick nolte <laughs> yeah i don't remember that character's name but he was cool yeah great character yeah i have spoken i have spoken uh, uh, oh, I, think it's, I, think, I think it's you because there's a page break here. Oh yeah, there's still wait, no. Well, so I read the. Oh wait, did you read the lunch is slammed? No, I, I, I haven't. All oh, right, I did. Oh, you did? Oh yeah, I was chef. Would... Okay. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to. Go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. Do you know? <laughs> We're like lo- I-, I lose track all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, there's still no crew when I take my smoke break at five forty-five. Same for seven thirty, and the flash is coming up the side of the building now. Oh. The stucco is going to need resurfacing. Before heading back inside with the toe of my soggy boot, I nudge a lump of meat that's suckling on the curb. Oh my fucking god. 
A boil on the skin ruptures and yellow shit oozes out. Oh, I flick my butt on the ground and watch as an oily pink nub slowly arches out to devour it. Ew. Oh, this is uncomfortable. I want that last sentence tattooed on my arm. (laughs) I flick flick my my butt on the ground. (laughs) And watch as an oily pink nub slowly arches out to devour. Yeah, holy shit. That actually, Out of context, that, Benjamin wants to get his butt powered by an oily pink nub. <laughs> um, oh my god. The dishes have been backed up all day. I just washed what they tell me. See, we need pine glasses. Carlos Ramekins. Out of silverware, see? I run racks and vacuum more shit in the bathroom feeling like a robot. But robots don't get their wages garnished. Oh, my God. At 9.30, the bar crowd starts showing up. And Jenna and me and Jenna has me and Tyrone, the line cook, scraping the front sidewalks with rusty snow shovels. She says the crew is on its way. Ew, damn. They're treating this like a snowstorm. Yeah, this is great. (laughs) Damn. Tyrone heaves a shovel full of bloody chunks into the front lot then drops a shovel. Man, this is fucking stupid. I'm out. Let's bail. I just want to uh, say uh, for the record that, uh, uh, where is it? Shovel Full of Bloody Chunks is going on my list of band names. <laughs> I used to play bass for Shovel Full of Bloody Chunks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, shovel Full of Bloody Chunks, blah, blah, blah. Nah, I say, I need this job. My uncle's got a painting crew. He'd take you on. This place is a shithole. He got medical. <laughs> nope. Off the books. Tax-free, he smiles. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he looks at the pulsing waves of flesh halfway to the roof. Fuck this. He walks off. Later. I finish clearing the entryway, grab a smoke, and head back into the kitchen. Pots have sat all day, and they need scrubbing. My shirt is stuck to me with sweat and steam for from the dishwater. I'm getting a rash again. Ugh. This whole thing is gross, man. Like, <laughs> I yeah. could I could imagine uh, Cronenberg directing a version of this. Yeah, oh, I could. I could, could you yeah. imagine like a day? Just like I I almost wanted to be like not Cronenberg. This feels like who's someone who could do like. Uh, regular, like regular everyday life, and make this feel as uncomfortable as possible, but treat it like it's nothing. Honestly, I want this to be like a longer story that mm. we're more so. I mean, it's probably great as a short story. It is. It's so far, it's very fascinating, and I'm totally interested. I get it as flash fiction, though. Like, yeah, this is very. This is cool. I actually like the little bits we're getting, just because like he can't. I'm sure Carlos would love to take this other job, but he needs he needs his medication. Yeah. So he I can't. I need my drugs. And yeah. his kid. He has, he has a kid. He has to pay, he has to pay child support. Like this, pay his rent. Like, all right, but how much sucks. do you want to bet that like none of this is real? It, it's just all a big hallucination. He's like been taking like placebos. And I like, hope I not. see the devil. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> the man but, in the uh, yellow hat. <laughs> I will. I will say there does feel like there, there's like a, there's like a world here, uh, and like we're getting we're we're like getting little hints to it. But I'm like I'm curious, and it's it seems like like uh there there's there's texture to it so it feels real 
Oh, oh yeah. certainly texture. Texture is a word I would use for this too. <laughs> yeah, just like lumpy, uh, odorous, meaty texture. Oh my god. Oh, this is... I, feel, I feel uh I'm trying to think of a good example of like people dealing with day to day shit, but weird shit is happening around them, and they just kind of go eh after a certain point. I mean. Um, the, 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 to a certain extent, there's like kind of that in like David Lynch stuff, but I feel like it, that that's like kind of like a lot of his stuff goes off of like dream logic where weird shit happens and people just yeah. take it as it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking more like, oh, this is just a day to day thing. Um, this is the this is the world where this has been happening long enough that people don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, he still goes to work. He's still living his life, but there's this horrifying thing that's happening. And unfortunately, he can't be horrified by it. He treats it like, well, it's just something that makes my our uh, my our life a little more difficult. Well, no, no one is horrified by this. Though. No, they're not. That's the thing. That's what I think is is interesting. It's the banality of this. Like for us, what is horrific, but for these people, it's just like ugh. the closest I can think to this is um, uh, less than zero, uh, mm. the novel. Mm-hmm. By um oh fuck who 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 directed American or not directed who wrote uh Brett Easton Ellis oh yeah um and the but that whole idea behind less than zero is that it takes place in the eighties and these like twenty something year old kids are doing the most ridiculous horrifying terrible shit and they but the writing is so banal they treat it like oh it's nothing mm. and it's it's supposed to be like shock value to the reader who's mm. reading it because it, it came out in the 80s. It's like reading it at the time of the 80s. Like, how could they be doing all these horrible things? And they're acting like it's not a big deal. I don't understand. <laughs> Think, but um, I say I say that, but like rest, uh, Brett Easton Ellis actually wrote it really well. I'm I make it I'm making it sound like shit, but it's not <laughs> that's different. That's more of the shock value of people doing drugs and treating it like it's nothing where this is more like, here's a horrifying, weird fucking uh, eldritch abomination, gross ass thing that's happening, but we're treating it like it's banal. And I'm trying to think of a, I can't think of an example of this. I feel like it's a, I feel like there, this should be a typical trope, but I can't think I've of any. Definitely. We've definitely re- covered stuff that kind of has this vibe of like where something weird or horrifying is, given a blase treatment because it's just part of everyday life. I mean, hell, uh, with dead baggers, that, that's kind uh, of the theme yeah. that I'm, I want to go for with that. And obviously when slime beast wrote, it's always a zombie. That's kind of the idea in the background of that story too, mm-hmm. that no one cares about zombies. Therefore no one cares about zombie hunters either. It's just work. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, oh, where were we? Oh yeah, I read. So oh, I, I just I, I read the last part with the fuck this. He walks off. Did you read the? No, I read. I finished clearing the. Oh, I'm getting a rash again. Oh but... yeah, sorry. So that's uh, that's Benjamin then. Uh okay. What, around midnight. Okay. Uh, around midnight. Uh, chef has to turn the exhaust fans off. They're grinding. <laughs> they're grinding and clogged with meat. Ew. Hell yeah. He keeps the fryer going for the for the bar crew, though. The air is heavy with heat and grease fumes. Nice work today, C, Chef says. Also, is this is this Chef from South Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be. Suck on my salty balls. <laughs> uh, thanks. 
You good to close up here? Want to see my wife tonight if I can. No problem, I say. Good deal. Grab yourself a beer if you want. Heard. See you tomorrow. He chuckles, adding, if the fucking building is still here. Jesus. Tina, the bartender, squeals in disgust as I force open the door open so she can leave at two. She squeezes through the gap of in the uh, decaled? Decaled. Decaled. Okay, thank you. Decaled plate glass, her feet gushing into the soggy flesh, coating the ground outside. Come on, How's that for a trilby right there for you? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that, you fucking people if you want to know what <laughs> what what benjamin means by trilby go listen to the dregs oh yeah i guess that that uh all right well yeah Deep preview. Out. come on see it's bad out there this place is fucked <laughs> <laughs> good line game over man game over uh be out in a few i say just have to button up here she frowns. If you say so, leave soon, though. Like, real soon. <laughs> After shutting off the front lights, I head back to the kitchen. With no hood fans, there's grease everywhere. I pull up the mats and hose down the red floor tiles. After a minute, the, to the, the flow slows down, probably meeting the lines. I scrub and squeeze the floor, squeegee the floor as best I can, but the drains are backed up. I get the shot back out and suck up the puddle. The vac still smells like shit. I'll bleach it tomorrow. Oh, it's a, it's a, a uh, Benjamin's turn. No, I thought it was you. Don't you read after David? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You read that at the beginning. That's right. Sorry. No, you're it's, fine. It's almost three when I try to take the garbage out. None of the doors will budge. Even the front is jammed with wriggling, oozing flesh. I can only see out the top corner of the glass. Looks like the cleanup crew never showed. I yeah, ache inside. Been... Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I, I, I should have to... stopped. Sorry, no, no, I no. I, I I don't have a problem with you continuing reading. I was just saying, like, the crew never showed up. I was thinking, yeah, because they probably have been gobbled up by this fucking meat. Yep. Uh, uh, sorry, but did you want did you want to read that sentence? No, 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 no. Uh, it, it, my brain just went on, like, mode. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. No worries at all. Uh, I ache inside. I should go home, I guess. Lie in bed, doze for a few hours, come back here. Meat's got <laughs> meat's got the building though. I decided to <laughs> pour myself that beer chef told me that I could have. I punch out first though. You get fired for drinking on the clock. I really need this job. Damn. Wow. This is like You get fired for drinking on the clock? I wouldn't be able to work without being just inebriated at all times. Well the and the funny part is is like it even the front is jammed with wriggling, oozing flesh. So he he, he can't even I don't think he can actually leave, though. He's doomed. I think he's actually doomed. Like, and th- mm. there is a sort of like he he might die here mm. because he just didn't leave on time. Every uh, this is crippling ac- apathy. The story. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is good. I really I like this. To, I used to be in crippling apathy. I, I still used, am. I used to play bass for crippling apathy. I am <laughs> crippling apathy. <laughs> Well, fuck. I guess <laughs> this has been uh, undercooked analysis with uh, crippling apathy and uh, uh, and curious George. Only <laughs> code name curious George. Code That's name, right. Code name curious, curious George. George. Crippling, crippling apathy. apathy. Yeah. 
So that was on the shorter side, but I think we had enough dialogue in there to kind of help buoy it. And uh, all in all, I, I liked it. I liked it quite yeah. a bit. It was very uncomfortable story, but at the same time, it's it's a really good one. And yeah. I think uh, the best comparison is if uh, let uh, I think the best comparison to this is if you they were caught in a snowstorm. Oh, interesting. And I mean, I mean, it, similar things happen, like stuff freezing over. Can't it becomes slush? You can, like it's hard to leave. You know. Yeah, yeah. they're they're using, literally using snow shovels to try and clear it up. It keeps getting worse. It keeps piling more and more. But in this case, it's some weird amorphous living thing. Yeah, gross, like meat chunk thing that's encapsulating the whole building. And oh, why is it always meat chunks? Uh, put that on your headstone, why don't you? Yeah, but here lies. <laughs> here lies, here lies David King. Why is it always the meat chunks? Yeah, make sure remember that. Make sure it's on my epitaph, and then mm-hmm. put on the top of the 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 grave. Put a statue of a of a turkey vulture, and we're we're all set. That sounds 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 like a plan. <laughs> uh, yeah no i mean uh, i think the uh uh the the uh imagery was good it was it was a well-written story i think um uh like just as far as like like if i if i were like to dig in like and like try and find something to like critique i was just that i i i mean i like that it the 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 the, the meat blobs are like kind of like we we don't ever get a full idea of what they are but I know I feel like I feel like I should have gotten like maybe like one one or two more hints as to like what the what the origin of this thing is or like what just what it is at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make it really fucking scary that it's never explained. So, I mean, I can't say that that's like I can't say that's a strike against it. It just I guess personally, I want to know more. So maybe maybe that's that's a uh, in the plus column of the story making me care. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that we're not quite sure is—is is this? I think. Well, I mean, in the beginning, based off of the beginning, I just assumed this is an unusual thing to happen in this town. Mm-hmm. So, but they, but then again, I we don't know. I think uh, a subtle way to do this is like have the radio on, maybe show. It's like I, I, um, I can hear the radio announcers kind of spewing stuff about to like. About the meet this, we don't know where it's come from. How did this happen? Careful, it's already taken New York or some shit like that mm-hmm. to keep it. <laughs> maybe, maybe just that little bit to give a little hint and yeah. to create that bit more of dread. But I don't. It's. I mean, it still works. Like, the weirdly enough, though, I, I might have to stand. I think the complete lack of dread from anyone involved, like other than just yeah, you know, like you should leave, you know, at, at the end and things like that. I think really drives the point home. It could be the elder, like this is a slow moving eldritch apocalypse going on and no one gives a shit because they're so used to it. Mm. I think it's a great kind of almost analogy for like just the banality of existence in that essence too, you know, like that's my takeaway from it. Like I said, that whole thing is not necessary, but like it's, it's one way if you want to create more, like give more of an explanation, more dread, but if you want, but, but but if I, I feel like, but it, you're right. Daniel probably is going more for existential dread. Yeah. It's definitely got a. Uh, it's definitely like more of. And it works best, I think, in this essence for uh, flash fiction, since yeah. it is probably it is supposed to be this short. And uh, for what this little snapshot is, this little keyhole we're peering through, I think it's interesting. And I think what's 
uh, interesting about it is again just the 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 peer appearance into this life and realizing it's not just this guy who doesn't care. It's a lot of the people around him. Again, the fact that no one is reacting to the meat sprawl, other than just having it be kind of a a nuisance that people just kind of accept is there, and that no one comes around to deal with it. So, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess I'm trapped inside of the meat apocalypse building. Guess I'll die. <laughs> guess I'll die. <laughs> this is they put the dog from this is fine meme, but having surrounded by meat. Oh, I guess you found I mean, your fucking clip art for this for this episode. <laughs> this is fine. And I mean, the dog even has a beer, so that's even that's, more fitting. It, yeah, guy. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Also, uh, uh, I want to say that there's um, uh, uh, there's a comic book uh, that I've been reading. Um, uh, shit, what's what's it called? Is the uh, the uh, uh let me let me just fill this dead air with uh i could fill the dead air by going hey hey if you like what you hear on this episode you can submit your stories for us to read on i'm running out of air undercooked analysis i'm trying to cover for you benjamin with with the plugs i do at the end of the episode it's called the maniac of new york <laughs> the maniac of new york. That, yeah, that, so, that, that's our that's benjamin's blog read the maniac of new york read the maniac of new york yeah so yeah so it's a comic i, I this is not a random poll i i'm bringing this up for a reason um so I've been reading this comic book, The Maniac of New York, um, and uh, but based off of a Patton Oswalt suggestion, he he like reads a lot of comic books, and uh, that was something he recommended to the public. Um, but uh, basically, the 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 basic premise is that uh, it's like, what if the um, uh, uh, Jason from Friday the Thirteenth, but I mean, like you know, a non branded <laughs> universal version of him the legally uh, distinct uh hockey mask killer yeah exactly <laughs> legally non-denominational mask killer uh so it's if that type of character showed up in new york which he does in uh the quote-unquote last friday the 13th movie which it wasn't actually the last one but uh right right jason takes manhattan yeah. yeah so he uh he shows up in new york and like the like honestly that should have been like the best fucking one like him just going ape shit in new york and the, it's really just kind of fizzles he, he doesn't he doesn't get to go ape shit in new york and so yeah. this comic book is basically like what if he showed up in 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 new york and like you know he's just a killing machine so basically like it's like new year's eve like uh like 20 like let's just say 2020 i i forget what year it's supposed to have happened but like basically there's a massacre where hundreds of people die because he just, the maniac showed up and killed them all and then like cut to like five years later and they all just treat it like a natural disaster because he just still stalks the streets of new york and so they put out like little warnings it was like hey maniac was spotted somewhere in like you know uh in in up, uh, uptown so uh just make sure you, you steer clear there and don't get on the subway. And it's so like the, I, I was just reminded of that a little bit uh, based off of the casualness of it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but e- even in that, like people have a lot more dread than than they do with this fucking oozing meat flesh. Oh my god! I just realized something. So I was um checking my phone and uh, uh about to clear up uh, Google when I saw. Oh yeah, I was looking up gabapentin, and then it clicked. Gabapentin is used for seizures. Holy shit! This guy mm. is stuck. Is going to be stuck in his this fucking restaurant, and. He may not have any his drugs on him anymore. He could oh. suffer from a fucking seizure. Oh, well, let's hope he, that happens before the, the inescapable meat cloud devours him. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, which is, which is worse, dying of a seizure or meat monster death? No kidding. Yep. Thank you for that, that horrifying thought. Speaking of, and again. This, uh, this whole story is a horrifying thought. All I did was add to it. Thank you for contributing to the horrifying thoughts and <laughs> plusing it. And thank you, Daniel, for submitting the story. We, you're awesome. If you want to be cool like Dan, you're gonna want to email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com. Send us your work. Send us your stories. We will read them and announce them and do silly things with them on the podcast. We have an all right backlog, but we're starting to run a little thin again. So if you're now is a great time to actually send us stuff to make sure it gets read within the next few months or so. We do this podcast once every two weeks. So we have uh, space to kind of work things out and get things going. I think in order to continue to expand this gap, we might look into doing a couple other extra things here and there. But yes, uh, now is as good a time as any. And uh, you could also consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash Midnight Marinara. And uh, if at any dollar level you join us, you can get access to the choice drags, uh, which are our little, like, warm-up sessions that we do before we get into these recordings and we had a good one this time around i think they're all pretty good but this one in particular was really funny so um, (laughs) if you want to understand some of the bits that we were mentioning earlier about trilby you'll see what we mean um and yeah patrons generally get their stories bumped up to the front of the queue the hypothetical queue that i have uh formed uh, so yes, uh, while you're at it, also check out the other cool shows on the Creative Horror Network, shows like the aforementioned Darkly Lit. Uh, you can check out Midnight Marinera, which about, oh, two, three weeks ago released an episode around Halloween. Well, worth checking out if you enjoy the audio drama podcasts we do. You can also check out episodes of uh, the Jameson Tapes and uh, backlogs of other podcasts such as uh, Trick or Track and The Witching Hour. Uh, highly, highly recommend. And uh, yeah, is there anything you'd like to plug besides uh, Maniac in New York, Benjamin? Uh, <laughs> pretty sure I've already said my butt on this show, so uh, I'll, I'll I'll leave that for uh, for another time. But uh, yeah, uh, let me let me think. Uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to plug uh, my my new podcast, Harbinger of Doom, reads the uh, the the daily news. um it's 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 a uh it's a completely absurd audio drama where the freaking uh the the fourth horseman of the apocalypse just like reads like the news very casually (laughs) nice i was like oh the stocks are up today guess i'll go kill them all (laughs) this is a superb (laughs) idea this is a legit superb (laughs) idea also uh check out um um uh, curious, cur- curious wick in theaters this this summer. <laughs> in this this summer, curious, curious George, like you've never seen him before. 
fully CG and killing human beings. Played by Andy Serkis. (laughs) 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 Together, apes strong. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. Ha, 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 ha.